the sharp fall in U.S. Treasury yields that we talked about on Friday engaged in a shift reverse later in that day and is now tracking sideways as equities continue to edge up slightly. The only excitement, it seems, in the last few days has been the Bitcoin carnage. Well, carnage, a 15% drop anyway over the weekend. But back in the real world, the U.S. economy is ready to rip, says the Fed's Christopher Waller. So it's a week of positive sentiment that awaits us. It's Monday, the 19th of April, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Uh, U.S. equities rose higher still on Friday, another half percent on the Dow, 0.4% for the S&P 500, the Nasdaq rising just a little, 0.1%, and 1% for the Eurostoxx 50, the DAX up 1.3%, the FTSE seeing a half percent rise. Now, on Friday morning, we reported on that big 10 basis point fall in 10-year Treasury yields in the U.S. Well, we reversed all of that on Friday, and yields were up on government bonds across Europe as well, two or three basis points for 10 years in many countries in Europe, but down in Australia and New Zealand, Australian 10 years at 1.73% now, and New Zealand down five basis points. That's 16 basis points in the last month. We had a small fall in the US dollar on the DXY on Friday, down 0.6% over last week, and the Aussie lost a quarter percent on Friday, but up over the week, and the pound up a third of 1%, the euro up about 0.1%, and Brent crude down a quarter percent, but up 6% over the week, and Bitcoin 15% down over the weekend on Sunday, just maybe because it was getting too high, do you think? Uh, let's talk about all of that with Rodrigo Catrill, senior FX strategist at NAB in Sydney. So let's look at Bitcoin first of all. I mean, we don't talk about Bitcoin very much, but look, there's, you know, if you want volatility, there it is right there, 15% in a day. And the reason given for this is that the US Treasury is reportedly, although this is unsubstantiated reports, reportedly going to crack down on money laundering through digital assets. And that's got all the Bitcoiners a bit upset. <laughs> Morning, Phil. Yeah, there's a bit of a speculation, to to say the least, because there's no official statement on this. But certainly, it's been the the big mover over the weekend. Um, and as you say, I suppose the, the the first thing to note is obviously Bitcoin has been uh, on a tear and made a new record high on Wednesday. Um, but then also on Friday, we also had the Turkish central bank banning the the use of cryptocurrencies and crypto assets uh, for purchases. So there's certainly this sort of money laundering, too much speculation, and so on. It's a theme that appears to, to sort of uh, be gathering uh, concerns within those investors in cryptocurrencies, and, and we've seen the big move lower uh, on Sunday. Um, that said, of course, this needs to be put into context. Uh, Bitcoin is um, up over 90% year to date, uh-huh. and if you go yeah. back to October, it's up uh, almost five times. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's, it's, not, it's not a big deal. So 15% if, if you've been in a day, we see this. We look at it. Exactly. You look at the graph, it goes down a bit, then it goes up a long way. But how long can that go on for? Who knows? But anyway, uh, we, we, you know, we could spend a long time talking about that. Otherwise, though, we're glad we had that because otherwise it's fairly low news day, isn't it? So it uh, it's fair to say. I mean, we, on Friday, the Michigan Consumer Sentiment Read for April was up, but not as much as expected. But uh, inflation ex- expectations were up as well, weren't they? But, you know, again, you know, is this long term or short term? We had uh, Christopher Waller. Uh, on CNBC on Friday, saying the U.S. economy was ready to rip, that it would grow 6.5% this year, he said, which is actually pretty close to what the IMF predictions are for for revisions this month. He talked about inflation as well, but once again, towed the line from uh, from the Fed that, uh, you know, it's all, it's all just transitory. 
Yes. So if anything, you, you talked about consumer sentiment, which surprisingly, it didn't quite rip as high as expected, despite the fact mm. that we've had all that cash handouts. Um, it did climb, but not as much as what the market was looking for. Um, and again, in terms of inflation, the interesting thing is that as much as inflation expectations are expected to rise over the near term, so over one year period, um, the, the long term inflation uh, didn't actually tick higher in terms of inflation expectations. So again, sort of favoring what um, uh, Fed Waller is saying that, yes, inflation will tick higher near term, but it's unlikely to be a sustained move up in inflation. And that's certainly been reflected also in expectations by the consumer. So it seems that we'll all be in, in the same sort of thinking along the lines of inflation. And again, that's a very positive backdrop in, in the sense that there's no concerns from central banks having to tighten policy because inflation is, is running away. Uh, and therefore, monetary policy can remain accommodative uh, as well as fiscal spending to remain very accommodative in, in the US as well. So does that I mean, we're going to see Treasury yields a little more, more contained because we saw that. I mean, we saw that sharp fall, didn't we, on Friday, which totally recovered uh, and actually eight, still eight basis points lower over the week. So can we expect more volatility this week? And uh, what's this fall in yields doing to the, to the US dollar and to other currencies like the Aussie dollar, for example? Yes. So I suppose that is certainly the, one of the big themes from last week and, and, and one mm. that is likely to be the big theme for this week in terms of market focus. Um, because the, 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 the decline in, in US Treasury yields last week occurred against a backdrop of very, very strong data. Uh, and yet, um, you know, we, we've seen a, a, a decline in, in, the, in, the, in yields. So, so one of the explanations is that um, um, this, this concern around inflation appears to be overdone and, and now the market is sort of coming around to the idea or the message that the Fed is trying to, to deliver, that you don't have to worry about inflation overshooting for an extended period of time. Uh, but certainly from a valuation perspective in terms of risk sentiment for equities, the movement in yields matter. Uh, and of course, as you say, for the US dollar, it matters a lot. And one of the reasons why the US dollar has been weaker on the week is because of that big move lower in longer data US Treasury yields. So uh, that, that uncertainty around uh, the direction of US Treasury yields uh, will remain a big theme. Uh, for now, obviously, we're focusing on how much lower it is. But um, with the data being supportive and expectations for growth to, to continue to improve against also positive news coming around from COVID, um, it does favor the view that as mm. the economy, the U.S. economy continues to improve, we should expect U.S. Treasury yields also to climb higher. Yeah, it's not all good news on COVID, though, is it? Because uh, we should note that there are still three quarters of a million new cases reported each day, which is actually the highest it's ever been. A third of them are from India. And the concerning thing about that, apart from the, uh, the good folk of India, is that we're also seeing new strains emerging. So B1.617, which is feared it's going to spread quicker and will partially evade uh, the immunity from vaccines. So that could slow the recovery down a bit. And they've got some cases of that in the UK as well. But on the positive front, uh, the UK, uh, their cases are falling uh, almost a week after they've eased their lockdown measures. Israel, heavily vaccinated. Uh, that's seen the average daily cases fall from 8,300 in January down to 150 a day. So it looks like science is working. And in the US, obviously, they're pushing ahead as well. Yes. So maybe I should have qualified that. The, the, the positive news certainly is coming from uh, Europe and the US in particular, where the vaccine rollouts in Europe in particular is, is accelerating. It's encouraging to see that finally Europe is getting its act together in terms of the COVID rollouts. In the US, we now have more than 200 vaccinations as well. So, so those are the positive news that have supported the European and, and US equity market. 
but as you say, there are major concerns around particularly developing nations, uh, with India, of course, being a big focus, and Brazil is still a major focus as well. Mm. So it's, it's mixed news in, in terms of the COVID report. And we should also add, particularly bearing in mind that the Bank of Canada meets on Wednesday, that the vaccine, or rather the virus news in Canada, remain concern, a concern, particularly on, on Ontario, where more lockdowns have been introduced because of the concerns about the big spread of the virus. So it is certainly mixed news, but in terms of the, the equity performance on Friday, which saw European and, and US equity indices record new record highs, um, the, the, COVID, the COVID backdrop, if you like, in terms of news for, from those regions was a positive one. Yeah, so we've just got to hope that, you know, that... The, all of these new strains are resistant to uh, to vaccines. We'll see. Uh, but look, uh, this week, it, oh, it's a quiet day, isn't it? It's a, it's a reasonable week. We've got Australian retail sales on Wednesday. We've got the RBA minutes tomorrow. New Zealand uh, Q1 CPI on Wednesday. The ECB meets on Thursday. We get global PMIs on Friday. You'll notice the only day I didn't mention there <laughs> is Monday, <laughs> which is today. So it is a, is a fairly quiet day, but pick your highlights out of what we've got the rest of the way. It's earnings season, of course. We've got IBM and Coca-Cola tonight, but uh, pick, your, pick your highlights out of this week that you want to Certainly. I think, well, as you say, it's a quiet start to a week that has a lot of sort of important headlines, but even those headlines may actually mm. prove to be not, not that, that sort of dramatic in a sense. We don't expect any major surprises from the ECB, for instance, on Thursday. Um, retail sales in Australia Australia is certainly the focus domestically, where we, uh, our now economists expect a, a stronger than a, a market a consensus print of 1.4 relative to 1%. So again, a, a sort of a run of positive data releases in Australia is expected to continue. Um, and, and I suppose the focus will be on Friday, eventually, on, on those PMIs and to see whether the activity rebound that we've seen in the manufacturing sector is, is continued to be sort of um, followed by, by an improvement on the on the services side as well. And the earnings season, the results were fairly good, weren't they, uh, from the banks last week? Uh, we've got yeah, airlines, so th- of course, that's going to be a different story, I suspect. Yes, I suppose that the bank story from last week was important because uh, not only the trading side was very positive, but uh, there also were those revisions to, uh, you know, the, the, the provisions they have made uh, in terms of what they were expecting to be sort of bad loans. So that, that's a positive. Um, the, the concern was around the demand and, and something that we also saw in terms of the, um, uh, the housing data that we got in, in the US, that the, the lifting rates in mortgage rate certainly appears to be denting, if you like, that sort of positivity that we saw in the, in the housing market in the U.S. So certainly another thing to, to keep an eye on, particularly if we believe that U.S. Treasury yields will trade higher uh, later in the year. So that that's probably the, the one sort of major takeaway to, to bear in mind in terms of the reporting from banks last week. This week, of course, we have Netflix, which again will be the focus around big IT. Uh, and as you mentioned, airlines will, will also be a focus later in the yeah. week as well. Coca-Cola tonight. I, I just think it would be great, wouldn't it, if we found that Coca-Cola actually imagine what they would do to the share price if they found that coca-cola could actually beat the coronavirus i don't know if anyone's tested that yet i mean we could, i mean it'd be easy to roll out you just get the old triple m black thunders uh, to dole them out on the beachfront problem solved <laughs> australia would be vaccinated before anybody if that was the case uh, if only <laughs> well <laughs> that's it we'll talk again soon thanks rodrigo great Thanks, Phil. Cheers. If it can kill a hangover, surely it can kill COVID. Uh, That's it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.